to Save by the Spell. Today, I am very excited, and also, uh, I was a super anxious, chaotic weirdo on my way up here, um, but I'm doing it in person, and it's been years since I've done it in person, probably since 2017, but how can you not do it in person when Jessa Reed is in town? <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome, Jessa Reed, uh, to the show today and for being on my podcast um, and putting up with me fanning out um, or whatever. And, um, so we're here. Hi. Hello. Hello. I uh, I threw my back out five seconds ago. <laughs> I know. I feel bad making like, being like okay, so we're going to record now, right? Um, uh, but seriously, if you need to stop, just tell me and you know, I'm like, as I was driving up, I'm like, oh, these fucking hills. I remember how much I um, hate it here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is bittersweet. It's right? like, it oh, it's electric, but ugh, it's electric and it's loud. And it's, um, you know, I left here during the pandemic. I was in Glendale, though, which was like always a much nicer version. It's more chill. Yeah. You didn't have Jason Schwartzman almost just run you down on Michael Torino like I did coming right. up the hill while he was trying to get around the garbage truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there wasn't that. So I would only, I, I don't think I've ever been, you know, in the, the position to um, to deal with that. So, uh, you know, since I was very young, since I quit doing drugs. Okay. So, yeah, I stayed out in Glendale, which was nice, but it's still, like, psychically loud. I mean, the, oh, grid, yeah. the grid is very loud yeah. here. And so, and I also don't like people standing in my aura. And so oh. New York and L.A. always have to be kind of small doses for me because... That's a lot. Yeah. There's people want to stand in each other's auras, and yeah. it's too much. Too Do much you fun. have a thing where people like to just stand in your energy and listen to you talk? I... Yeah. Like, they're, like, it's like they're eavesdropping yeah. on what you're saying. I, I have that a lot, and it really annoys the shit out of me. Or people that love to talk to me, like, yeah. no matter where <laughs> I am. I will be in Target, and I'm wearing, like, a green shirt, and they're like, hey, do you know where the blah, blah, blah is? It's like, wherever I am, I get asked for directions, or, um, like, where they think I work there. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I am very unfriendly looking. <laughs> So I don't know what it is. I learned I don't make eye contact because it scares me. Yeah. And I put off real unfriendly vibes, I think. So I don't get too much. Um, Stranger danger? Well, I guess now that I'm in Tennessee, man, they are. That southern hospitality is triggering. It is like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. whew, I had a guy small talk me from the car behind me in a Starbucks line. Oh, my God. Which is like, hey, uh, Delaware. Huh? I, was like, Never. I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah. This is the point of the, the drive-thru. So, yeah, I also... Um, do you know how to, like, jam your signal so people can't hear what you're saying? No. How, what? Wow. This is this is new. I've, I wish I knew. I think what I imagine is something I, like, unconsciously have always done. But, like, I tend to get really loud. Uh, I tend to talk really loud. And people are always like, da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, they can't understand what I'm saying. Uh, I guess it feels like filling my aura with fog. Okay. 
it's like I'm encrypting what I'm saying, and I make it to where I, I think how it manifests is that other things get loud. It also happens to me when I'm trying to eavesdrop. When I'm trying to eavesdrop, <laughs> the, heat, the heater will turn on, so I can't hear what's happening, you know? Or like an ambulance will yeah. go by. Yeah, I can like create that also. Whoa. Oh, that's amazing. I have the opposite problem. I hear everything I don't need or want to hear, <laughs> including people's thoughts. I get a yeah. lot of telepathy stuff. And then, like, the the people love to talk to me or show me things. Like, adults, grown adults are like, ooh, ooh, I don't know you, but can I show you this? It's Whoa. very intense. That's really funny. Yeah. I had a friend who recently, she didn't believe me, because most people, you tell, they're like, oh, you're just imagining it. I'm like, really, I'm not that egotistical. I just, like, want to stay away because that person's walked by three times because they really want to share something. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> We were out last weekend. We went for a walk. We grabbed a coffee, and this woman twice walked by, and she kept trying me. I'm like, I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at you. And I tell my friend, don't look. And she looks. And then the woman comes over and starts asking questions about tattoos and where to get them. And like, you know, and I'm just like, I'm looking this way. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then we leave, and... Probably, oh, that's probably a coincidence, she thinks. We go for a walk, and this man walks by us, and I'm like, shit, he looked at me. And then three feet away, he stops, and he runs back in front of us. And he's like, I look, look, I love vultures. Look, look, can I show you? And he, like, pulls his whole shirt off to show me his tattoo of a oh, vulture. No. Yeah. It's, um... It's, oh, I didn't even think that tattoos were just an invitation. No, I know. It's a nightmare. I'm like, don't I look scary? Like, I wanted... Like, yeah. <laughs> no, they're like, no. Um, so, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's just a, a strange uh, dynamic, humans. I, I like this idea that we are all living in our own individual reality show. Yes. And that, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, the writer's have like funny like a funny sense of humor you know so your character is always being inundated (laughs) with I have another friend who I say she puts her her coffee cup on the nightmare button all the time because the shit that she manifests she also she also has some of the most hilarious superpowers Mm -hmm. she can um, completely predict the the plot to a show she's never seen so she'll like write a whole show and then she'll find out it already exists <laughs> Damn, she's gonna get paid. Yeah, right. I don't think that there's a job for plagiarism, but, but uh, <laughs> well, maybe with this North Node Gemini <laughs> happening, you know, maybe that is the new job since there's so many people out there copying, pasting stuff. So, yeah, you know, um, you know, I I got into your show first, soberish, because uh, someone who listens to your show and I, they know me and they've done some work with me and. Um, like for my site and all that, we're like, oh my gosh, do you know Jessa Reed? And I was like, no, who is that? You have to, you 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 have to know Jessa. And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. And I, so I'm like soberish, already hilarious. I'm sober. I thought that's funny, you know. And then I just, and I never do this with podcasts. Um, I actually avoided podcasts for a long time, including my own, which I took a three-year <laughs> hiatus from. Um, and I binged just, I binged so many episodes. It was like all I could listen to day and night because I just kept going, 
uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, familiar. What the fuck? What, who is this person? Why do we have, like, parallel lives? And then um, finally someone speaking my language, but not in the, like, the way that I would hear people say things where I felt like they were disconnected and they were just spewing, like, things they heard. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I just kept hearing a lot of confirm, like, confirmation and, like, affirmative things like it felt very healing to listen to things that even though I had finally made like kind of acceptance with certain areas in my life but to hear it through your lens and I'm like oh okay so that really didn't happen I didn't make that up you know because there's a lot of people that I didn't talk to about what I was going through or experiencing um and uh, I have this thing, and maybe it's one of my narratives that I'm working on jumping out of, is people not believing me. Yeah. Um, since I was little, you know? And it basically being gaslit your whole life that you start gaslighting yourself. You're like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and the, so hearing soberish, uh, it, it started to, like, affirm things that I knew were true that I was denying. So that was so healing and helpful. And then, um, you know, uh, Awakening OD began, and I don't know. I just was like, okay. And then I joined your Patreon, and I'm, you know, again, super fanning out, like, <laughs> but like not be wanting to be a weirdo and a creep, like being like, hey, 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 <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> and um, and then there was something you you were talking about wanting new cards, and I I was like, I have to send her some, and uh. And then it was funny because you were like, yeah, yeah, I need a P.O. box. And I'm like, can I, can I just send them to you? And then you were like, no, I need a P.O. box. And then it was like a couple weeks went by, and you're like, I need cards. I'm like, please just let me send this to you. They're burning a hole in my pocket. Like, um, anyway, so that was my kind of introduction to your work and to you. Wow. I, uh, yeah, we are soulmates or something. We, <laughs> I, those are my favorite things to hear. I'm very strange with compliments. Whenever people <laughs> say okay. nice things, it's yeah. like, oh, it's like simultaneously good to hear, but also my body is rejecting yeah, it. Yeah, it's but, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite thing to hear, or like, I guess when I'm like, what, do, what is it that I want to do? Because I find, you know, when, um, things I was creating started to become successful, mm-hmm. a lot of it's icky, you know, mm-hmm. being pedestalized is icky, yeah, uh, totally. like expectations, because it's like a lot, like all I'm doing is sharing what a mess I am, totally. and then, then people like, when I do something else messy, people are like, I can't believe I trusted you, and it's like, are you trusted me to what? <laughs> I, you know? Yes. Um, so a lot of it's just pressure, and um, one thing I don't like about this movement in my head it's just we're all climbing the ladder and we're helping each other up the ladder and all I all I want to do is to uh just validate the experience that people are already having right do you know so sometimes I hear people going they hear me talk about an experience that they haven't had yet Mm -hmm. and then they try to make it fit and that always freaks me out because I'm like no no no, I can't I'm not truth I just am sharing my experience and then I just love this idea like I don't know that me and a group of people in my over soul mm-hmm. are all kind of mm-hmm. like and that's why we all relate to each other and things are all totally. going at the same time but when we go in the outside world nobody right. knows what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> and so we all have each other 
And it's been great for me to find community of like-minded, you know, souls that are kind of on the same path. Because you and I, you know, share this experience of being awake for decades and right. just uh, just learning how to be like, you know, okie doke. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. just, <laughs> totally. And going like like being awake and then forcing yourself back to like to sleep and then waking up again and be like what the fuck this is still happening go back to sleep and then waking up and then being like i can't sleep i can't go back to sleep yeah. like yeah um and it was so refreshing because the thing is so many i say things to people and they don't they're like i can't relate and i'm like and it makes me feel like oh my god i'm a monster or i'm i'm my i'm a mess you know yeah. and um and for so long and i'm the same way i'm like please don't you know, put me up on some shelf that, you know, you, you, I'm human and I'm, well, partially and I'm, like, fallible and, like, I'm I'm a fucking mess and I'm I'm sharing with you my firsthand experience, not because I'm trying to um, trauma bond with you, but because I want you to not make the same mistakes that I made. Right. go through that pain. It's, like, unnecessary. Um, yeah. So it freaks me out when people are, like, you should be doing more. You should be this. You should be... F- and I'm like... And I'm terrified. I'm similar with the comp. I can't. I'm like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Give, keep giving it to me. Yeah. And um, this feeling of also pure terror that like... And I don't know where that comes from. I mean, maybe it's systemic, I'm sure, partially systemic trauma. But I'm like, oh, you're going to kill me. Like, I have that running narrative of like, if I get to a certain level, you're going to try to tear me the fuck down yeah oh yeah i feel that too i like not to be like i relate to jesus but i totally understand why when people are like jesus you're the shit he's like you'll betray me (laughs) you know what i mean yes when someone says to me you validated my experience i'm like i that's amazing to hear thank you when other people are like um and i'm not you know yeah not telling people what they can and cannot say to me, whatever, but there is definitely a, there's a pendulum that Mm -hmm. comes, and, you know, you watch this happen all the time, that people get a hold of somebody in mainstream society, and they loft them up to a position that they can't fucking sustain. I watched the Justin Bieber documentary, and it's like, we put so much pressure on this fucking teenager, and then when he failed to live up to some goody two-shoes fucking thing, right. you know, we tear him down while he's, str- he's already struggling, right. you know? Yeah. And um, that's not, I'm learning a lot. Like, that's not, if you're pedestalizing, and I do this, <clears throat> you just do this in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. If I meet you and pedestalize you mm-hmm. and like, oh my God, you're the man of my dreams, you're perfect, blah, 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 blah. And then you fail to live up to that, and then I bring in my story about how nobody fucking cares about right. me or whatever. Like, this is 100% my problem. This right. isn't this other person's right. problem. I don't exist for anybody else. You don't exist for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so, and then really, I've been learning in the last couple of years where I do that mm-hmm. to people, or we try to make people be like a convenient accessory to our lives. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. an example of that I talk about all the time is. Uh, intervention culture where quit trying to drag addicts out of their addiction yeah say like hey i'm here when you're ready but like have your experience and i love you no matter what and then it's your responsibility to deal with their uh potential death or whatever but a lot of times we're like you know can't you see what you're doing when i was destroying my life and every everyone was like can't you see what you're doing i was like 
Yeah, I wasn't happy yeah. when I was sober. I felt like I was being gaslit by reality. So yes. I'm going to go figure it out. And well, like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And thank God I did. Yeah. That's, um, that, that's really, I think that's a really important thing for people to really, I hope people really can take that in and let marinate on that because I think that so much of culture, our culture, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's generational or, or, you know, United States or whatever, but there is this element of everybody wants to fix everybody else to conveniently fit and play a part. And, you know, um, and it's like, it's like for now on, like, I don't give people advice unless you ask me. Yeah. Or, you know, because I used to be that person that I could see what was right and I would just inundate you with how I thought you would be happier. And and then it, it was a lot of backlash, you know. There was a lot of, um, none of my, it was none of my business. Yeah. You know, and then finally it got to the point where I was like, oh, you don't like it when people do that to you. Um but I, I don't know, like, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, um, you know, like, let people, if they're in that much pain and you do care about them, why are you trying to drag them into something they're not ready for yet and only to disappoint you and let you down again if they go back? Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that I, too, have had, because I've just been someone that could see the big picture since I was very young. Yeah. And so I I also have, like, caretaker, fixer shit, mm-hmm. you know, how I'm proving my worth all the time. And so, um, but I, I, would, I had, like, every single relationship in my life mm-hmm. was... Uh, you know, me fixing everyone's problems. Yeah. And when I was younger, I had a real emotional attachment to everyone doing what I said. And, and right. you know, um, now I, I, I don't know if it's my age or what, but I've gotten so much better at just like, just let people do what they want. If they ask for help, I've learned to ask like, are you venting right now? Or right. do you want a solution? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and if they want a solution, I've, I've gotten a lot better at, like, kind of putting it on the table and letting them take it. Because I, I struggle with this desire to just jump inside of people's bodies and fix their lives. Right. But I've learned a lot about, like, we're just here to fuck around and make mistakes. Yeah. And so much of what we think other people should be doing mm-hmm. is our own projections mm-hmm. and our own, like, you know, I want my best friend to get out of this messy relationship so she's more available to me. But, right. like, we're not honest with ourselves right. about the reason that we want that. Or, you know, I'm currently on a vegan kick, so I think that everyone else should be oh, vegan yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like our own bullshit. And a lot of the thing with addiction is a, is a great example of one. But I also did this when my sister was in um, a, 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 an abusive relationship. Is, uh, yeah, like a lot of what we're doing when we're trying to fix the addict mm-hmm. is it's, you know, we don't want to face our own fear of death of mm-hmm. our loved ones. And we don't, and we want our, our addict to go back to the way that we liked them in our life. Apologies. Okay. Um. We're talking about addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast remix. Yes. (laughs) Um, Just that a lot of the the methods we use to try to push people back into the lane that we want them in is guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know why I'm on this kick so hard right now with the addiction stuff. I think we're getting ready to realize that we've been coming at addiction all wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just the idea of... 
Well, this is people get this a lot during their awakening mm -hmm. because when you go through an awakening, you tend to isolate from the people mm -hmm. close to you. You know, sometimes you, there's an uptick in your psychedelic use, you're smoking weed. Yeah. A lot of times you have to end relationships that you were in. Um, and then everyone around you is like, you're not being yourself. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, we're at your best like hope is that you are a constantly evolving mm -hmm. person who's like shedding mm -hmm. old versions of yourself so if you're feeling triggered by someone in your life not being themselves that's mm -hmm. probably your shit i feel like i got used to cycling out and i like i would get comfortable like in a group and then the moment i got comfortable my life would upend and then there the group would the whole group and community would shed and like i was i just remember being younger like in my 20s and like some prick i don't know like that like i i don't remember i don't I remember his name was michael but i don't I, I worked with this guy and he was just like you're a lost soul and i just was i remember being so affected by that thinking there was something wrong with me because i I could like connect with all different people, but because I wasn't in this like long-standing kind of incestuous group of people all the time, and my life like and the people I hung out with would change often, um, or something would happen where it would it would like rocket launch me out of the, the community. Um, it it changed things for me, and uh, that was really challenging. Sorry, I just remembered how to fix this. Okay, no um, worries. <laughs> I, yeah, it's almost like the cast of characters yes. shifts, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, I, I have probably hundreds mm -hmm. of people that I would call friends right. that now we're really only connected to social media. Right. But... Um, you know, I'll, I'll visit occasionally when I go to town, but yeah, I, that, that was something that one of the things that always made me feel like I wasn't like everyone else mm -hmm. is that people would keep, and I'm going to, I wouldn't have falling out. Right. I would just, my life would take me in a different direction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I would just kind of lose contact with people. But I like right. being uh, born and partially raised in Delaware, those, those, uh, people there like go to grade school, middle school, high school with the same people. They're their friends for the rest of their lives. You know, they're at each other's funerals mm -hmm. in, in 60 years. And I just never connected. But when I do connect, I connect very fast. Mm -hmm. I build friendships very fast. Mm -hmm. I Most of my friends are people that I feel like I know them immediately. They're like, right. there you are. Yeah. And, um, and then I just... You know, I just move on mm -hmm. when it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. And with rare exception, uh, you know, um, I had a couple of people kind of ghost me last year. Mm -hmm. And I think that it really only affected me because I was struggling yeah. with Lyme disease and like mm -hmm. was like extra vulnerable. Yeah. Otherwise, well, I don't know that I notice. Well, that and a pandemic, I'm sure. Yeah, you know. just, you know, the yeah. complete collapse of our civilization. You know, yeah. I mean, I've had these just different personality changes in my life where, like, you know, I got sober four and a half years ago and that shifted a lot of relationships. And But I still held on to some of them out of, I don't know, familiarity. And I was trying to be, like, 
I was trying to be myself, but I was just being this weird masked version of myself. I mean, what really helped me the most break kind of free, I think, was getting my autistic diagnosis in 2019. I was like, oh, my God, I can stop pretending to be normal. I can stop pretending that it's comfortable for me to be here right now. And I don't have to be mean about it, you know, yeah. because I would get mean about it. I'm, you know, just calling myself out here, but I, because I didn't have tools and I would go way over with boundaries and, and not, you know, not reading the, like, just being available when I shouldn't have been for yeah. people. So, yeah, it's been wild. I mean, I think another thing, you know, it doesn't jump, jump topics here, but like, um, I've also had, like, weird things that I could never explain from childhood, and I kind of also erased or, like, put them in a way back, like, the way back of a closet somewhere in my brain, but I started working with this woman, Yvonne Smith, who is an abductee and UFO abductee and experiencer person. Um, 30 years she's been doing this, like, uh, hypnosis and she started this group called CIRO, which is Close Encounters Research Organization. And she speaks on all these panels, has multiple books. And um, I, I, you know, I started working with her doing hypnosis, and it's brought back a lot of memories and things that m- have pieced together why it felt so weird and different. And um, but also, I'm like still so hesitant to talk about them. Like even. Like when I was on your live stream and we t- I was talking about my experience there, it was interesting. I knew consciously it was a safe space for me to talk, but I had so much terror come up. Really? I'm not supposed to be talking about it. But then it felt more like that was um, just like programming. Like it felt like old programming and it also felt like I wasn't supposed to. It was more ET programming, not Like human. do you think they put that in us? Oh, to make us forget, to make us not talk about it, you know, I mean, I know for a fact that's why I have my fear of needles, like, very matter-of-factly, like, it's just, you know, but then I'm like, I felt like this, I shouldn't talk about it, I shouldn't talk about it, but then it was such a relief to speak about it, and then I went to my first Zero group this past weekend on Zoom, and I've never been in a group of people that it was a mixed bag. I mean, everyone there was very sincere. I think I had my own um, kind of assumptions about what it would be like, but like there was a lot of, there was a few people that have not had good experiences uh, and just to see the sincerity, you know, and how safe they all felt to speak. Like, and it, 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 um, yeah. I don't know. It was powerful. Would you, your experiences, you didn't like have like full memories. Did you hear someone knock on the door? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. You didn't have full memories. Maybe in a spirit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. This house has made several sounds. Mm-hmm. You didn't have like full memories of alien, like no. abductions in childhood, right? You just had like weird. I had weird clips like of, of memories but not full memories until I did the hypnosis and then it was like bringing all these puzzle pieces together interesting and then I have had conscious experiences of visitations my most recent one was 2014 okay and um and 2013 and 2014 where I was fully awake and I was not intoxicated you know yeah Um, but yeah I guess I I'm bringing it up because I'm just like curious about you know 
when sometimes you know you're getting downloads and you're getting information like how does that I mean if you want to talk about it if you feel comfortable talking about it, like how does that feel for you or is what's something that like you think that people need to hear so when I when I was a kid what I knew to be true childhood is so interesting though because it's kind of set up in a way in which the adults are telling you what reality is. Mm -hmm. And you, you kind of have an impression, but there's all this information. And adults are simultaneously telling you that make-believe is true while, while sucking the make-believe out. Mm -hmm. And um, I, uh, what I, and I was pretty neglected as a kid. And so I got a lot of kind of space to... to have my own version of it. But what I knew to be true, that I had to have like taught out of me, was that the stars were an audience mm. and that they were watching a TV show of my life. Like as a, as a child, I, I was aware that that was like, it felt like we were in a, um, like some sort of like uh, stadium, mm -hmm. like reality was happening in some sort of stadium. And that the sky and the stars was just, was just like beings right. like watching. And so f until late into my teen years, when I took a shower, I put the lights out. Like I just was, I was being surveilled at all right. times and I knew that. And I kind of also had the, the, the sensation that there was an expectation to perform for them mm -hmm. to make the show interesting. And you can still see that in, in my subconscious programming. I have a really hard time with like, if nobody's going to see it, did it happen? Does right. it matter? You know? Thank God for social media. So um, then another thing throughout my childhood was uh, at the end of the night or at the end of sleeping, when I would wake up beforehand, I would always, I would be at the ceiling and I would hit the bed. Uh -huh. And I thought that that's what it feels like to wake up from a dream. Mm -hmm. And um, I was an adult before I like mentioned that. Then other weird things would happen where I would like wake up and be wearing different clothes. Or one time I woke up and the entire inside of my mouth had been filled with some sort of white paste. Okay. There was like metallic. And I remember going in the, uh, this was around like seven, eight. Mm -hmm. There were a million things around this age that were like, um, that when I look back now, I was like, oh, I was being taken out of right. my room all the time. And I was convinced that the house was going to burn down while I was gone. Mm -hmm. So I had these, like, arrangements mm -hmm. with... And then I was always talking to somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? Now it's the aliens. Mm -hmm. I know it's the aliens. But um, I didn't connect a lot of that. And I, there was just this, like, the longer I was around adult humans, the more kind of... <sighs> Um, disappointed I was that they kept telling me that none of the like magic's not real, none of this is real, whatever. And I was very adult at a at a young age, so there wasn't like I think I figured out the Santa and shit wasn't real very young. But then I would just kind of pretend because the adults seemed into it. <laughs> and um, but same thing, I I kind of went I went seeking. And, um, you know, first it was kind of like psychedelics and stuff, but I, you know, I was just like party. I was just trying to like get out of the paradigm, you know? And then, uh, I tried Christianity for a bit cause I did have one supernatural experience with Jesus, but then the Christians themselves ruined it. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And then, you know, I went into full-blown addiction when I was 21, and it was meth, and it, like, meth, like, let me feel disconnected from the matrix enough that I, you know, and then I woke up within a year. I had a near-death experience and woke up. Mm-hmm. And kind of from that point forward, I think the thing that has changed my life the most is giving myself permission to, like, have to experience reality the way that I experience it without feeling the pressure to do what everyone else thinks I should do. And shortly before, I feel like I'm not answering the question you asked, but shortly before this, I, like, learned how to be cool because I was, like, super uncool, popular, whatever. I learned how to be cool at, like, 20, and what I figured out was that everyone is insanely insecure. Yeah. And is is living their life 100% for the acceptance of others. Even the people who seem cool are doing that. Yes. And so that all you have to do is just be unshakably confident, and you can do whatever you want. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think that that aligned me with being able to reconnect with the aliens, Mm -hmm. because I realized that, like, everyone's probably talking to, like... Everyone is turning that off because they're trying to do what they think everyone else is doing. Ah, yeah. And so there's no reason to be normal because literally nobody is normal. Right. Everyone's just pretending to be normal. Sure. Everyone secretly thinks they're crazy or they're just not thinking about it. Yeah. <clears throat> the amount of people... This is a frustrating thing in my life was that I was like, what is everyone thinking about? Right. How are you not grinding in your mind 24-7 on what the fuck is this? How are you just taking this at surface level? How are you thinking about sports, you know? Right. And fucking makeup. And no judgment. Now I'm like, think about, you know, you're (laughs) you're probably (laughs) getting more sleep than I am, but like, um, so... Uh, drugs really helped in the beginning, and then I got to a place where I didn't need drugs to do it. I'm not <laughs> recommending drugs. Uh, they, do, they do a lot of other things. But I, I, uh, I got to the point where I don't, I don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. Now I can physically see beings right. and everything else, but, like, I don't feel alone. So yeah. why am I going to pretend to be alone? Right. And I just don't waste a lot of time mm-hmm. worrying if I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. When people are like, how do we know what this isn't just, I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Like, if I'm just insane, that's also a valid existence. If I live my entire life believing the aliens are there and in the end they're not, I'm still going to die. Like, you know what I mean? It's the (laughs) same trajectory. I guarantee I'm having more fun than the people who are fitting into the boxes. So, like, who gives a shit? Yeah. So when I don't, I don't, you know, I I just do what feels true Mm -hmm. and I, you know, continue to learn and grow as a person and it just feels like um i'm surrounded by beings who are um hilarious Mm -hmm. and usually pretty accurate in what they say yeah and that's the reality that i live in is Uh that i'm you know i believe the reason i was getting abducted is because i'm an alien yeah you know yeah and i you know that we were kind of planted here right and um and then they did maintenance on us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. To that adds keep up. us awake. Yeah. I think that also it just totally tracks with like the things that I was seeing in my hypnosis. And that's why I was like, I'm part human, I guess. Like it's because there's a whole and I'm not gonna get again, if anyone, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know that like I always tell you, go do your own research, you know, yeah. because I am not the authority. I can only share with you my experience. I'm also hesitant to share things, um, because it's funny because I do, I have been ripped off so many times 
And I know that sounds weird, but like I've shared experiences um, publicly and then, or I have, I've had people flat out admit like, oh yeah, you know, I've, um, like writers or people who are character, I made this character about you. And I'm like, I didn't get any like inspiration pay. Like what the yeah. fuck? You know, this is my <laughs> life and I'm seeing it like before me. Anyway, so I'm hesitant to share certain specifics because I, I have that fear again of them doing it wrong, you know, and, and mm-hmm. um, putting my life in a weird bubble, like almost a farce. Um, but what you're saying, point, the, is that it checks out with, like, I was seeing from a young age, like, these um, project, like, human, uh, humanoid ha- hybrid projects, and I would see, um, I'd be on vessels, you know, at, as, like, from a toddler until about eight, you know, uh, and learning. There's different ones, there's different beings, and I would see, like, going almost, like, learning how to interact and learning different languages and learning different things, and, um, and a lot of the way I express myself is through art. So I was drawing a lot of things that were like, this is weird. You have such a vivid imagination, yeah. right? you know? And um, and I couldn't understand why these adult humans didn't get it. So there is a lot of um, the common thread that I seem to keep hearing is that the aliens are so frustrated with humans not getting it. Yeah. You know? And... Um, my most recent hypnosis session, because I have this like long-term alien partner friend, and uh, they came to me in the void, and that's never happened. And I was like, they put their hand, like their appendage or whatever hand, whatever you want to call it, up to me, and I could feel like and see all these codes going into my body, and I telepathically got that it was helping me integrate. Um, the medicine and the things that were coming into our environment it was going to help me like be able to process um because i need to be doing more different work and yeah. i'm like okay what the hell does that mean you know and yeah. i just feel like we keep getting these new assignments um and our work keeps changing and yeah. evolving and um yeah i just i don't know i i've always said too with the stars i mean that's part of in my book priestess i put in the very beginning um my origin story that i used to tell myself as a kid i drew it out and i said my mother came from the sea my father came from the trees but they went to the sky to have me oh wow and it's like a picture the drawing i did was all these stars but it was like a spider web of earth with you know and um uh and then it said when it was time to come back it was like a crash landing and it was like just trying to remember um, why why I'm here or like what I'm and it's always been that of like feeling odd and different and I wish I had learned at a young age that people were just you know all insecure yeah because I my thing is I'm so fucking naive you tell me something I believe you yeah I think you're telling me the truth yeah, and I believe it too. Yeah, <laughs> people don't know why they do anything. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a trip. It's a trip. So, I, I love that fucking origin story. If it felt like it was, and I used to ask my mom all the time, like, when am I going back? And in the same ways, like neglected in a different way, you know. Um, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, my who raised me, like especially the first year of my life, because my mom was a party monster, uh, followed bands, you know, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, groupie, you know, yeah. um, and uh, you know, there's just lots of reasons that 
you know, she neglect and abuse and verbal and all that. And um, I didn't know a lot of it. I'm like, did I make up that fantasy place in my head because I was trying to block out abuse? And then with these sessions that I've been having, I'm like, oh, no, this is real. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Lacey said something interesting to me. She said she, that she thinks that some of us who arrived here from other dimensions, um, our, our mothers are just matrix programs. Oh, I believe that. I used to always be like, because she didn't know who my father was for years. She still, um, even though I've since in the last two years found my biological father, it was a mystery. Um, And she swears she didn't remember. And I'm like, and I used to think, I'm like, I bet she got, she is programmed. Like, she was totally programmed. Like, there's no way, like, and then I get mad. I'm like, I chose this? I chose to fucking come in to this, like, yeah. like this way. This yeah. way is bizarre. I think that it's supposed to be, you know, abuse or neglect or yeah. for a lot of us, yeah. you know, because it creates, <laughs> I don't know, it facilitates this kind of autonomous whatever. Plus, it gives you a huge karmic load to work out when you're young, so you're either going to figure it out or you're not. Right, right. And I think that's the other thing when I felt like they, like the aliens, when I felt them, like they left. Like I, because I was I part of why I wanted the hypnosis was because I have no memories from nine to eleven years old, and I went into the worst depression of my life at eight, you know, and then I blocked out two years, and um, and I thought it was because I was abducted or something happened, and it turned out I just like my abandonment wound, which because that was the other thing I'd hear you talk about Atlantis, and I'd be like, is my abandonment? No, it like I check in with him and be like it's not from there and then I'm like but I don't feel abandoned. I just didn't know my dad and I had a stepdad and you know I didn't know where it came from until I had that session I went, "Oh my god, they left." Yeah. My friend left. I was and nobody can tell an 8-year-old like why they're depressed and want to die. Yeah. You know, like for no re- you know, I mean things were bad but like I don't know, like comparatively, just the 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 wound didn't add up. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I think the abandonment wound of getting left on Earth, even though like we agreed to it. Right. I think, you know, a lot of people, New Age people throw around stuff like star seed or whatever, but yeah. it's like think about what you're actually saying. Right. Do you know what phages are? No, what's that? P H A G E. So when I was looking for treatment for Lyme disease, there's something called phage therapy. It's like I think it's it's. Um, it's virus and it's more prevalent in your body than anything else. Okay. And what phages do is they, um, they can destroy bacteria and microbes. They, if you Google it, they look like computer things. They look like technology. Wow. They're crazy looking. They're like geo- geometrical shape on top. And so they, they go and they destroy, I'm going to butcher this, but um, the microbes for Lyme disease, mm-hmm. the phages um, can, you can program the phages to destroy the microbes because the phages inject their code into it uh-huh. so that the thing just replicates more phages and it kills the, the microbes. And then the phages do nothing but that. Oh, wow. They don't do anything else. They don't have their own mission. Anyway, so they're, if you can, like, program the phages to do certain things, you could maybe cure a lot of diseases with oh, this. Oh, wow, yeah. So um, the thing that it made me think about, though, the, the purpose I believe so far of this idea of starseeds, which largely 
is not what's happening mm-hmm. in you know when new age people are like I'm a starseed right like, <laughs> you're just you know is that when you put higher dimensional beings throughout the grid mm-hmm. throughout the planet and then have them wake up mm-hmm. in the grid have them face all of the um, take on all of the the disease all of the 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 limitations, all of the lack, all of the whatever, and then wake up inside of it. Right. It infects the grid and changes the grid so that the humans then move into a new way of existing. Mm-hmm. And um, But in order for us to do that, like you have to put the VR mask on. You have to go be the human. You have to forget what it was like to be limitless. You have mm-hmm. to forget your home, whatever. And I think that that is that homesickness that just, like, burns in the background yeah. for all of us. And, um, uh, you know, I think we are reaching, we've been doing this work our entire lives, but we are reaching the point in, the, in, in it where it starts to get fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've made enough of an impact. And this is why we were all separated from each other, mm-hmm. you know, and had no community is yeah. because we were just being phages. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're now getting to a point where um, everything has elevated enough to where, you know, we can be in contact with our alien friends. Yeah. And we don't have to feel so separated. And yeah. we don't have to feel dropped off on the planet anymore. Yeah. You know, I think that we really are reaching the, the cool part of this. This, I, I, oh my God, I love that. And I, it, like, that hits me right in the chest because my whole life I always said, like, the only, well, the only comfort I would get was I would look up. And even I'd have anxiety or panic attacks, and the only thing that could calm me down was being able to see the sky. Yep. And that's why I had to leave New York. I was like, I can't fucking see the sky here. I'm dying, you know? And um, and that thing of feeling like, I always felt like, I, why do I feel like I've been pin-dropped here, and all of my people are everywhere else, but we're all in that same boat, like kind of in our own orbits. But this year, I moved... Um, you know, not far. I moved from LA to Long Beach in March and, you know, and it was like for the first time in my life, I've never said that I've been happy to be here. Never. And for the first time in my 44 years of existing, I went, this is all right. I feel like I'm okay right now. I've never said I'm okay. I've never said I fucking love to be here. I'm always like, when are you picking me up? Yeah. Fucking get me home. I'm done. I don't care, you know? Yeah. But this was, there was something that shifted in March for me. And it was, you know, around my birthday, like, is March 20th. It was the day I got the keys for my new place. And I did a timeline jump with P. And then we had, like, that... Uh, the 28th, I did, like, the cups with with you online, and um, it was just, like, everything, it was, like, something clicked, and yeah. I was, like, I'm ready now, you know, and I'm, like, shit, okay, like, this is, this is pretty cool, like, I'm excited to be here. Before, I'd always want to flee. Yeah. You know? We were fighting it. <clears throat> I, um... I had the near-death experience in 2000. I went back to a blue ball of light. It was like you could stay or go back. And I was like, like in that moment felt the um, the homesickness. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. This is the place I'm homesick for. And I chose to come back mm-hmm. and then pretty much immediately regretted it. 
Yeah. And um, the the following year, you know, I try to take my life a couple times. That's when I found out that you like can't mm-hmm. you can't you just rush into all into a different timeline. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's this one really sad. And at the time, I was like. I couldn't fucking believe that you couldn't just point out that reality wasn't real to other people who were in the matrix. Mm -hmm. And so now I say like, oh, I just, I don't really share this with people who aren't open to it. But, you know, there was a point where I was trying to make everyone see it and it's so fucking depressing. And then um, one night a a UFO, a crazy looking UFO flew over the house Mm -hmm. and I chased it screaming, Mm -hmm. crying, please, please take me. And, um, you know, stories are kind of funny now, but I... Uh, I had to like grieve being left here all over again. Yeah. And then for a long time, I had this kind of like, humans are idiots, fuck this job, whatever. Mm-hmm. And some of it's cathartic to say that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some of it's funny. Mm-hmm. But I did realize that, um, you know, when you're trying to do this work from a place of resentment, yeah. it just kind of, blo- like, it makes the, the, the matrix reflect that back to you. Totally. And, um, you know, I'm someone who has, like, a lot of social anxiety, and uh, it's not super easy for me to be out in the world interacting with people unless I can go straight into this sort of conversation. Mm-hmm. And something I learned in the last couple of, in the last week, really, is that uh, how much the matrix reflects back whatever's going on inside of you. Yes. And um, when I feel like I am separate from the humans and I am I am different and, and whatever, they reflect that back to me mm-hmm. so fast. Yeah. But when I'm kind of open and excited, because like ultimately this is badass. I mean, yeah. there's a reason that people try to get, like beings try to get into Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and to be awake in the matrix, and this is something that I learned in like when I really got good at manifesting, mm-hmm. to be awake in the matrix when everyone else is asleep is sometimes lonely. It's also fucking sick because mm-hmm. like it's a game. You know it's a game. Right. You can play the game and like other people don't know it. So you can right. you can uh, find things like limitations that other people believe in and you can figure out how to hack that part of the matrix and change it. So mm-hmm. my life is actually fantastic. I'm I'm recovering from Lyme, which is one of the hardest things that ever happened to me, but mm-hmm. still I got so much out of it. Right. And I am overwhelmed with gratitude for this experience and know that I will one day miss it. Even this window of time, we right. will one day look back and go, oh my God, that was such a magical point right. when we weren't quite awake yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and the, the game gets so much better. I think it's a natural phase is the, yeah. I hate it here, whatever. Yeah. But um, when we really step into that, and really what we're supposed to do as these galactic phages is um, create a personal utopia yes. so, that, so that we can change the collective yeah. into the utopia. Because right now the collective is in like a feedback loop of suffering. Yes. yes. And I don't mean that in a love and light fucking bullshit way. Right. But like personally, right. heal, like address your stories. Right. Heal your wounds. Uh, work through your shit yeah. and step into your power. Yeah. And then that infects the grid and then creates more people doing that which is you know, right evident. and it's like i tell people like clients like that or you know when i'm working I'm like part of um like you doing your work is helping yeah some people get really caught up in like is it selfish of me to be so focused on myself and i'm like are you, are you trying to make 
you know yourself better and by proxy you make the world better i don't think that's selfish i think no. that's you doing your part and a big part of uh, society is like we don't mind our fucking business yeah like stop trying to help that person when you should be working on your own stuff and um because that's how you really help that's how you make a change right you know? and i mean and there's a difference this is <clears throat> One of my favorite people on earth is uh, Dan Donahue, and uh, just a, a friend of mine. He was on Soberish a couple times, I mm-hmm. think. And the thing I like about Dan is that he, uh, you never hear him complaining about other people. You right. never, you know, he's not, never grinding on some story about right. how everyone's out to get him or whatever. And he sees that th- there's need, yeah. and he just fills the need. Yeah, it's like there's homeless people. He's not. He's not, not that there's anything bad about raising awareness on Twitter, but sometimes it turns into pain porn for well, us. exactly. He just goes out, he just volunteers his time. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? He sees a need and he gives right. money to it. Like, he just, he's like, he's like solution-oriented yes. and just like, um, I think sometimes that feels like, like, it's not enough. You know what I mean? So we just need to constantly hate ourselves for yeah. being okay or like constantly pointing out everything that's wrong yeah. when it's like man if everyone just most of what's wrong is unconsciousness so right. like if everyone just addressed their own unconsciousness their own prejudices their own white supremacy their own patriarchy <laughs> whatever and then just each day what can I do today yeah. that helps that mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah. what can I do like who can I help Right. Who's one person I can just go I love that. help? Yeah. And yeah. it's like that with everything. I mean, yeah. like if you're this, I get this all the time in like uh, personal sessions when people are like, I uh, I hate my job. Mm-hmm. You know, I want a different job, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what is it that you want? Right. And they're like, I don't know. Right. Like we're just trained to focus on the problem. Right. Which, if you understand anything about how the matrix works, mm-hmm. just creates more problem. Yeah. Just change your thinking to like, well, that's the problem. Right. I'm not going to ruminate on that. What is the solution? Right. In every single area. Absolutely. If yeah. we went, there's homelessness. What can I do today for the homelessness? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's throwing one starfish back to the sea, but it 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 does yeah, change the adds, program. And that adds up. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, and it's it it is how we take our per- like we take responsibility for what we bring to the table like did you wake up today and do something to like you see an issue did you wake up today and do something that feels like you put some medicine on it you know yeah or, you know you don't have to fix the whole goddamn thing we're not asking that you just and I feel like that's the thing I get too from a lot of my like ET kind of transmissions uh is that like you don't have to fix homelessness yeah. But you can't address it and do your part in making it a little bit easier for someone else and, and or or what you can do in that moment. Um, I think there is an addiction, yes, to suffering. And there's also this idea that... Um, I just see a lot of people running around empty and guilty. And one of the things that I've noticed with my readings is that, like you said, like they don't know what they want. And I'm like, wait, you have to, you have to, first of all, you're not going to get anything because you don't know what you want. Yeah. And you're not going to get anything by copying and pasting this person's avatar or what their wants and desires are. And like, it's, it's going to leave you feeling more empty than filled. Like it's not even going to satiate 
the the top layer of what you want because you're going to feel more disconnected from the thing you want you your your spirit needs and wants yeah you know, there's like a huge gap yeah um and uh and i think that's why too like i have sometimes a hard time with readings personally because they can become very draining for me um I know you're taking kind of you take breaks, right? You're you're doing. I take breaks, and I constantly am trying to change the title of what I'm doing. So now I'm going to call them personal sessions Mm -hmm. because I don't the idea of reading. Right. I don't want. I'm not. I don't want to do that. I am. If life coaching wasn't the most fucking insufferable thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. What are you like? New programming. New, new. I called it reality hacking for a while, and it was. Um, I just want to encourage people to bring mm-hmm. something to the thing, you yeah. know. Where I think a lot of times, a lot of like readers or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, don't want you to say anything, and they just want to give you a download or whatever, and that's just not what I want to do. I, I the same way. It has to be. It has to be a conversation. Like yeah. usually, what I do to like warm up the room is I'll connect with the person. I'll say, okay, first, I am going to cold, like, I'm just going to do a general reading, which is you tell me nothing, just for, and it's, it's brief. It's not, it's like, I just want to get into the energy of what the themes are. Yeah. And I always say it's like not long predictions. It's just like the next couple months probably just looking at the weather. Yeah. And, and then after that, let's look at what you want to look at. It, it can be a question. It can be an area of your life. You know, but I'm not going to spy on other people. Like you, t- you want to know what they're going to do, what yeah. how you can manipulate them. I don't do that. And I know you enjoy relationship readings. I I don't really enjoy them. I mean, I enjoy them if people are being honest. I think that's what it is. When people are being dishonest about why they want to look at their relationship and they're looking at ways to manipulate it, it it really um, infuriates me. It makes yeah. me feel icky. I am good at helping people untie their relationship knots. I won't look at their significant other. I have in the past, but this is one of the things that, like, um, you know, I started doing readings professionally in the summer of 2019, and that's why it's changed so many times Mm -hmm. is because I'm like, yeah, I have the ability to remote view your ex, and as someone who's been codependent on that sort of reading, I, like, now understand what it is you're trying to get what I'm good at is when people are stuck yeah. in relationship stuff or they have, like, codependency stuff. But that's all more life coaching thing. I can, like, right. I can, I can, when people's energy is, like, a million necklaces yes. that were left in a drawer, I'm very good at, like, sitting with someone holding space and then helping them kind of unravel those necklaces. Totally. So, really, if you have a problem, right. that's, like, where, and and then we're going to work through that problem, that's, right. like, where I'm I'm really best right. suited and like I'm going to use my intuition for that but I don't I don't want to there and nothing against this but it doesn't it it's I assume that what's draining for me is a misuse of my gifts absolutely so yeah, that's probably what it is yeah overall yeah. so I enjoy a um you know a lot of times people just like want to connect with me because they heard the podcast so there's another option where we just bullshit for right. an hour yeah. you know um but, uh, yeah, I take, I'm doing it right now for the next few months, okay. and then, yeah, I'll take months off. Okay, Because yeah. it's, um... I got really strong, like, a real strong download to not, for me, personally, to not do readings in August, and I was like, okay. Interesting. I don't know why, but all right. 
Um, I do know that I'm like the work that I've been starting to lean into more because I teach a lot. You know, usually I teach with the library, I teach tarot for teens, things like that. Yeah. Um, I really like to teach um, empowerment. You know, so it's not like, oh, let me show you how to be a reader. I don't like to do that because I think it's like being a musician. You can't, like, you can teach somebody some technique, but you can't teach them to be. Right. You know, so one of the things that I've been really focused on upcoming is teaching. um, uh, I want to, well, I just outlined it. I do want to teach a psychic self-defense class um, because I think that's important. Yeah. You know, and then I'm teaching this healing liminal intensive, which is, really related to healing your ancestral um, trauma and, yeah. and, and, and not just human. I'm doing like your galactic ancestral trauma as well. So it's like all encompassing in that. But I feel like my work is like somehow got to lean back into the art creation as well. And that's why I started making decks and um, because I've been getting a lot of information about making art that helps. Maybe that's what it is. The phage is like it's it's something where it's going to be here to yeah. help. Um, because I, I feel like I'm making this artwork that is here to help heal, like, the grids. Yeah. Like, you know, and yeah. that's part of why I think Sacred Symbols, like, my first deck, it, that was, like, a total, I keep just, that was an assignment. I feel like I have all these virt- visual assignments that I have to do as yeah. part of my alien participation, you know. So. I love that. It's exciting. It's exciting time, but um, I thank you so much. Thank you. This for, is great for being here. I'm I'm just really appreciative of your time. I know it's uh, you know a busy trip, and um, just getting to connect to with you in person. Yeah, um, where can people find you? Uh, my podcast Awakening OD is available wherever podcasts are. Um, I had a podcast before that called Sober. It's really hard for me to recommend going to anything. You know, it was like once my voice has been recorded and 12 days have passed, I'm sure. like, that's trash. Throw that away. <laughs> um, and I'm Jessa Reed Comedy on Instagram. That's my only social media, jessareed.com. You can find links to everything there. Yeah, and your Patreon. Patreon, yeah. Is listen to AOD first and decide if, if you like it. Yeah, then, I like that. You know, go check it out. Check yeah. out AOD. I mean, and. Um, yeah, thanks again. Thank you all for being here. And as always, blessed be.